you still need a human aspect checking on it, obviously. Um, but that is just to fill in those gaps in terms of that everything. I don't feel comfortable putting anything into a machine and just letting it spit out for our students. Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we help you unlock your potential freedom through land investing, real estate investing, and entrepreneurship. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today's topic, we're discussing, can AI price your land? I'm your host, Daniel Apke, joined again by my brother and business partner, Ron Apke. Before we get into the show, let's go over a question from one of our featured Discord members. Today's question is from Mike. Mike asked, what do you think some of the most difficulties of the land flipping business model is in this market? It's a good question, Mike. That's a loaded question, Dan. Very um, loaded. Uh, I would say, I mean, I guess, I think evaluating land, honestly. I think it's it doesn't really depend what market evaluating deals but right now you just got to be more careful with your deals that you purchase because if you have defects um, if you're buying too high it's a risk um, so I think evaluating your deals is probably it, it's really always the most difficult thing but in this kind of market you have more risk I think if you're buying bad property if you're buying property in not great areas for too much money um, that's where some risk comes in so I think most markets evaluating deals is the hardest thing. I think it's kind of amplified right now. I completely agree. Let's get into the show. Today's topic, can AI, artificial intelligence, price your land? And guys, it's obviously been a made a huge splash in 2023. It's changing fast. Like I made a joke with my buddy the other day, and I was telling him how it's changing monthly or annually. I can't remember how the conversation went, but he looked at me and he goes, it's literally changing daily. Like some of the technology that is here today was not here yesterday. And that's just a fact because ChatGPT and all these different services run and software was not here long. Like it wasn't here. How long has it been here? A year now? ChatGPT? Um, yeah. Yeah. I really don't know. Honestly, it hasn't been long. Years. To year the main market, been, I'm uh, saying. Yeah. There might have been I some earlier beta months. too. Yeah. Nine months or something. So you got to think a lot of these companies implementing ChatGPT and these other services, Ron, they're a lot of them aren't even the market yet. Like they're working through the kinks. They're nine months. Like it's only been here nine months. They're starting to take the GPT and implement it into their own business, creating new AI things, Ron. And I think that's like that. That's what makes it move so fast right now. It's just because of how new it is, and it's going to continue to move fast. But overall, we believe AI can help your business tremendously if you utilize it correctly. No doubt about it. And we're going to get more and more. It's going to get more and more relevant to actually land and how we can use it. And I'm sure there's so much you can do with it right now already. But real quick, guys, you know that I don't run any ads on this. So the only ask I can ever have with you guys is to help me spread the word so that we can help more real estate entrepreneurs make more money, help feed their families and help achieve more freedom in their life. The only way we can do this is if you could rate, review and share this podcast. So the single thing that I ask you to do is if you could just leave a review, it would take only 10 seconds. It would mean the world to Ron and I. But more importantly, it may change the world of someone else. Can it price land is the question, Ron. Because yeah. that's the hurdle, pricing land. And we would love to be able to automatically price land, Ron. Like that would take one of the hardest part of the business model out. If it could comp if we get a property back and we can spit it in a machine and it tells us how much that's worth, like that would take a ton and along with pricing our blind offers. But let's talk about I want to open this up by talking about some of the hurdles of pricing land for AI. What are some of the hurdles for pricing land for being able to do this through a machine? Um, I think there, there's quite a few hurdles. Um, one of them is the variance in land. Um, variance in land is great. And then along with the variance in land is a 
limited amount of data. They're just the thing about AI, the thing about machine learning, anything like this is you need to feed it data for it to learn. Um, and with land, there is so, so little data, especially reliable data. Um, if you feed it unreliable data or public, uh, public record data, something where the sales price isn't accurate for whatever reason, maybe it's a mom who sold a property to their son for 10% of market value that gets put into the machine, the machine gets confused. And there's just such a limited amount of data outliers can really, really mess with it. Um, I think that is one of the biggest hurdles right now is the data aspect, being able to feed it enough data for it to be knowledgeable. Definitely the biggest hurdle. Plus you have, and you have this with houses too. You have land quality houses. You don't know really what's on the inside when you're pricing it wrong. Kind of similar there, but land's so different from one to another with zoning and everything else. And the problem with land too is you're at the mercy of the county reporting that data too. So you don't necessarily know the zoning. You don't necessarily know what's going on, Ron. You don't, uh, a lot of times these, these, mo these machines don't know if the land's wet or the slope of the land, how the land lays. That's the other, that's one of the other major ones too that run. And I know there's softwares out there that try to measure the slope on a machine too. That's not always accurate. There's just, it's, it's coming, I think, Ron, it's just not there yet. But if in the future Ron, if someone can get good at like a good model, that's fairly accurate all over the country. Like that's, that's the challenge. It's, it would be one thing to get accurate in Florida, like for infill lots. I think that could happen, but can you get accurate? Like, a lot of these models that I've looked at are hard to get. Like you have Florida and then you have the West and you have the Northeast and everything kind of in between there and land so different in non-disclosure states and all these different things. And I think that's where the challenge is. A lot of these companies are trying to go from such a, a broad spectrum because they use the same, they use the same model, Ron, across the board. And I think it needs to be diff differentiated at some points. I think it's going to be very, very difficult to price like individual pieces of land. I think it's very feasible in the next 12, 18 months to be able to price a mailer. So you're pricing based on the average, based on uh, trying to avoid outliers, everything like that. But you got to think, Dan, like Zillow tried to buy houses based on AI, based on their Zestimate, which has more money into it than anything with land ever. Um, and they lost billions and billions of dollars buying houses um, based on their AI technology, their machine learning technology, predicting house prices because they were dead wrong. Um, and they were selling things off for hundreds of thousands of dollars of losses. Well, they're um, just so, saying too much for them. Exactly. But it was based on their assessment. It was based on their AI predictor. It was more than that, though, is it, it locked up all their capital and then they got in some serious balance sheet issues as well. Okay. <laughs> there's um, there's but, a lot that went into that. But yeah, that's that's part of it. Their AI was was, wasn't as accurate as they thought. But yeah, I think I think pricing a mailer is realistic in the next, um, I don't know, 12, 18 months. But I think in terms of having like you getting a property back and being able to spit out like this property is worth X dollars, I think we're far, far from that. Yeah, and it's more about a range, I think, Ron, instead of coming up with an actual number like there's. I just think there's such a wide range, like if you have, like what's a what's the AI going to tell us if we're if we don't have a comp within 20 miles in 12 months, you know what I mean? Yeah, like that's the thing. What's it going to tell us when there's gaps? One of the most common questions you get Ron in the community is how do I price five to 10, eight, five, let's say four to six acres when there's no four to six acres comp in the whole County, how are you going to yeah. price that? So what we try to do and what we try to teach and a model could certainly do this, but you got to fill in the gaps. What's, you know, six to eight. Do you have a, do you have any comps there? What's two to four? Like you got to sandwich the data and there's a lot of thing workarounds there, but there's no, there's no, there's nothing out there right now who does that efficiently. Yeah. And we have a full-time analyst or data analyst who kind of 
works on this stuff maybe 10 hours a week trying to figure this out but um he's probably been doing this for six months so i don't know he's probably put a couple hundred hours into trying to figure this out a little bit and understanding it obviously learning land is a big aspect of it and it just needs a ton of data to be put into it um, for it to learn and you want it to be able to learn how you do things um, from a human a human aspect so if i'm pricing land and like i said I, like daniel said you don't have any comps okay how is ron gonna price this land and if that ai machine can learn that kind of stuff um then i think there is some something to it but in terms of like i said before again is the individual piece of land i think that's gonna be really difficult it, it has to learn from how we do it so spitting the more data we have that's what we're doing and that's kind of what we, we're working on in the back end in the future ron is we're trying to take okay how would ron price this all this previous data looking at it coming up figuring out a solution with how ron would do it it's kind of like how chat gpt like if you want to use it efficiently i have to take this podcast i have to transcribe the podcast i have to copy all my words from the podcast or the whole thing from the podcast tell it which one's ron which one's dan spit it into chat GPT and have it learn from that Ron. And then it can start spitting out, you know, tweets and things like that. It has to learn from yep. the AI is great because it can learn from people. And I think that's what you have to have to teach it because the, like you said, the data is just not there. So how would Ron do it? How would people do, how would people who know what they're doing do this? And I think that's the biggest thing. So you, you said we're working on it for about 10 hours. What are, what exactly are we working on? Like, are we working on a machine, the price? Yeah. So he's working on as far as like, using all of our old pricing data. And the thing is you can't go too far back because then it's gonna be manipulated by old data and stuff like that. So he's working on data and putting data into machine, teaching a machine about the last six months, how we're pricing things. But right now um, it's just so, so inaccurate. There isn't anything there um, that I would feel comfortable making a product or offering to member, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's working on manipulating the data in there, getting data put in there. We have hundreds of thousands of mailers that we've sent out in the last six months. Um, so getting that in there and then working on a region, that's what he's trying to figure it out. So if we first, for example, did it in the Southeast, um, just focusing on the Southeast, getting the data input into the Southeast and it can learn based on that. Or even if you go more, uh, microscopic than that and maybe choose a region of five counties or something like that give it data and then see what it can learn about that yeah that's what you have to do you got to zoom in i think that's where part of the struggle with some of the softwares out there have had ron because like i said earlier there's so many there's so many variances going from state to state area by area east coast to west coast there's just so many things that change especially like you said when there's a lack of comps ron but like in non-disclosure states how how does that work <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a huge hurdle, obviously, is getting reliable data in non-disclosure states. I mean, I, I don't know. Honestly, that's a good question. Well, our, so our employee is a machine learning expert, too, and that's kind of the knowledge he came in with. So right now, he's like the done-for-you program, Ron. He's, he's pretty much hand-pricing. He pulls the comps. He looks at it. He's hand-pricing. Is he doing any machine using any machine learning through that process for the done-for-you? He sees trends so he can fill in the gap and he uses trend lines as far as like, let's say you see a trend of we have a ton of three acre comps, a ton of five acre comps, we have a ton of 15 acre comps, but that middle range we're kind of missing. Uh, he can see trend lines with that and predict 12 acres, 10 acres and stuff like that price per acre. Um, so he does kind of fill in gaps with that. But is it machine learning? Absolutely not. You still need a human aspect checking on it, obviously. Um, but that is just to fill in those gaps in terms of that everything. I don't feel comfortable putting anything into a machine and just letting it spit out for our students. No, but yeah, it would have it has. I think yeah. like eventually, is it ever going to be fully automated 
I don't I, ever is a strong word. Is it going to be fully automated in 36 months? Probably not, but maybe 80% machine, 20% human on the back end checking, kind of like, let's just yeah. call Hyder, Hyder the machine right now, Ron. Hyder <laughs> is a machine. He gives you the data. You review the data, do 20% of it, review it, get, and approve it back to him. That's how the done for you works right now. So maybe instead of Hyder, it's an actual machine and Hyder's the back end coder for that machine type of thing and spitting in, spitting out, checking a couple of things, review, you know, and that's why, that's where I think we need to go. Instead of people are so focused on hundred percent automation, it just like, at this point, it's not there. There's not enough data. There's no one doing it right. There's software out there run like price. For example, we've tested price pretty thoroughly in the past and mm -hmm. it has really good qualities about it. Like you can use it in your business, no doubt for some things. But if you're using it to price your land and for the comp, like the comps is one thing, but if you're using it to price and it's estimate, it it's just, it's not going to do you well. Yeah, I agree. And all these things like ChatGPT, like everything needs to be prompted. And that's what, the, there's a human element in all this, um, at least at this point for the most part. Yes. Um, like ChatGPT needs to be prompted correctly. If you don't know how to prompt it, you're going to get very poor results and it's going to be fair. It's going to seem very basic and elementary what it gives you. Um, so yeah, there's, I think there's going to be a human element for a long, long time with this. Um, I think that's a ton of value that we bring also is there is a human element to it. I don't really want it to be fully automated to be hundred percent honest. Cause I, I like the human element aspect. Um, and right now, like we've talked about the data and land is just tough. And you brought up a great point with non-disclosure states. Like how do you even start with that? How do you even think about that? You'd have to connect to the MLS somehow and get the actual sold. Because if you're on the MLS, you can see the sold, right? Like realtors yep. there. Yeah, I believe. So it would have to be something I would imagine of that route. Yeah, exactly. Cool. What else do you have to add? Where do you, like in terms of AI, let's take it one other direction and then we'll wrap it up. In terms of AI and other parts of the business besides pro pricing and comping your land, where else do you see it right now? So, I mean, you can use AI to, there's, there's boxbrownie.com is one that will enhance your pictures. I mean, just simple things like that for marketing purposes, writing descriptions on properties, stuff like that. Like you can use AI right now for that and it's valuable. Boxbrownie is a really good software for improving image qualities. Um, it can add things to your image. It can fix, make your water look better, make the skies look better, everything like that. Um, oh, and yeah. I would consider, consider that an artificial intelligence, especially in a it recession is. when it's harder to sell land. Um, like using things that can market your land better spending. It is cheap. It's like $2 per picture or something like that, maybe a dollar 50 even. Um, so, and that's to improve at least that front image that you're posting on the MOS, making that look absolutely beautiful. I think there's a lot of value in that. Yeah. And it's a balance. Don't try to use AI for every single thing in your business, but where it makes sense, descriptions like chat GPT should be making your descriptions. That's like, there. it's, it's good. It's a good writer. Chat GPT is a good writer. It sounds nice give it what you want. And then it spits it out, adjust it like descriptions, like Ron said, box brownie, there's a few other things you can do. I've seen people try to use AI for every single thing in their business. And I think it's backfiring on them because I, I don't think it's there, like in terms of what, what, how they're utilizing it. I was seeing, I saw someone who does like county selection through it, Ron. Mm -hmm. They're giving it pretty much telling them what they want and then giving it some of the data. So you still have to pull data, but it's letting them essentially make the decisions on the land. And they're just trying to use it for everything. And I think it's going to be be uh harder for the outcome i think more work for the outcome that's for how i'm seeing it used in some areas ron yeah i agree thank you for joining if you guys have not please leave us a review on apple podcast it really helps our business grow and we really really appreciate it but other than that guys thank you for joining and we'll see you next episode thanks guys